0: Welcome to the Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together we will journey through self discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and you know I gotta know, are you awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic out there? I know I am. I am so looking forward to every Friday spending this time with you, and again, thank you for choosing to spend it with me. I am so glad that you decided to enter into the Janiverse again, and if you missed last week, you need to go back and listen because... you will know exactly what we're talking about when we say the Janiverse. You are now in my little world. We're in this little world together. So I hope this week you were able to really figure out some ways to win this race set before you in life. Last week, we ended on that acronym, WIN, Walk in Purpose, Intentionally Act, and Nourish Others. So I am very excited about today's topic. It is all about our mindset and how it matters. I want to connect you to that and what it is doing for you in life. So let's dive right in. What are you thinking when you hear that word mindset? I'm really curious what's going through your mind right now. I know I ask you all a lot of questions and then I answer them. So maybe you agree. Maybe you've got your own little list. But I wanted to just share a few words and phrases that we often use or think of when we hear that word mindset. Maybe it is psyche or your mental makeup. It's definitely a way of thinking. Perhaps something in your mind like where one's head is. I mean, did your parents ever say, I don't know where your head was when you said or did that? I mean, of course, I never heard that growing up, but... I'm totally kidding. Of course I did. Um, But a couple of more, when we think of synonyms or phrases for mindset, maybe it's all about what makes someone tick. And probably the big one and the first one that came to mind is attitude. And we're going to talk about that attitude and our mindset, how it's all connected. So there is uh, a little list of some synonyms, some phrases about what mindset is, maybe something that you're thinking in your mind. But let's talk briefly about some different mindsets. Not what it means, but what we have observed in other people or perhaps we have experienced it ourselves. I'm talking about a mindset or an attitude of determination, maybe uh, an optimistic or a pessimistic mindset, decisive or indecisive, narrow or closed-minded. Maybe you've come across someone with a legalistic approach to life or a, a little bit of an anxious mindset. Or a simplistic mindset, old-fashioned. Have you ever uh, considered in your family or your friends and you're like, oh, you're just so old-fashioned? Whatever that means to you, right? Maybe a scientific mindset or... Perhaps an operational mindset where you're really, really approaching work and life from a process-driven, workflow approach to life. Maybe an action-oriented mindset is something you've seen or observed. Forward thinking, grateful, that attitude of gratitude, or perhaps that victim Mindset, that victim mentality. You know, everyone just takes advantage of me. I don't know if you've ever thought it, but perhaps you have seen other people with that victim mindset. Now, when we think about all the many, many different mindsets, and I'll tell you, that was a very short list. I am sure I have left a lot of them off, but a lot depends on the situation where you are in that moment, and who else is involved in that situation. So we can have multiple mindsets in one day. But here's the big question that I want us to explore today. Can we decide that we are going to have a positive forward-thinking growth mindset And not just decide that, but keep it. Look, we can wake up every single morning and have the best of intentions. And going back to what I just said, depending on the situation, depending on who's involved, it can really change your mind, right? So let's explore why this is really important. Because we're talking about attitudes and, you know, what's the big deal? Those are just our opinions Our feelings, right? I mean, do they make a big difference in our daily responsibilities, in our relationships, in our performance? Yes, they actually do because mindset matters. I want you to think about this as we're talking about thinking so much today But have you ever taken your business elsewhere because you encountered a bad attitude? And I'm using my air quotes because we all have a different definition for that. But I would imagine... Many of you out there listening have done that before. It's like, I am not going to shop here. I'm not going to eat there. I'm not going to buy from them. I'm not going to give them my business because you've encountered some bad attitudes. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about, about why it matters. It influences how you approach new challenges, but it also lets us know if we are going to be able to learn and grow from new experiences. So you all heard me share last week about my race, my journey in life, and this big marathon that I had to run. But I mentioned my mindset even as a child that I didn't want to be defined by that disease and I really tried to approach life in that manner. But I want to tell you a story about someone else. And his name is Josh Waiteskin. Now, if that name does not sound familiar, just listen to who he is and it may ring a bell in that head of yours. Josh Waiteskin has achieved incredible success as a chess international master. Now, there's your first clue. He is the subject of the movie Searching for Bobby Fischer about the chess prodigy. So that is who Josh Waiteskin is. Now, no one has won all the national chess championships That Josh has. But what do you think Josh says the greatest thing that ever happened to him is? What do you think he said when someone asked him that? What is the greatest thing that has ever happened to you? He said losing his first national chess championship. Yes, you heard me correctly. His response was the greatest thing that ever happened to me was losing his first chess championship. He said that he could have bought into that label of prodigy and he could have had this approach that, hey, I'm a prodigy. I do not have to work as hard as others. That's a trap. And by losing that first championship, it helped him realize that he could avoid those psychological traps of I don't have to work as hard and I am the best and look at me, I have arrived. Those are psychological traps that we can often fall into, especially if we are at the top of our game, whatever that game may be. So I want to share a little quote and give you a little context around what Josh said. He said, if we win because we are a winner, then when we lose, it must make us a loser. And what he was saying in this interview was that this is completely false. Winning or losing does not make you a winner or a loser. It is all about the effort, the resiliency that you build, what you do when you are not down. Are you walking around defeated or do you learn from it and you adjust and you adapt and you grow? And that was his point. In fact, He went completely the other way from, you know, really tapping into his intellect and his abilities and his just amazing talents of chess. And now he is like winning all kinds of tournaments in martial arts because he wants to grow and he wants to do things outside of his comfort zone. And that's really what a growth mindset is all about. I think that is just amazing. So let's get into the power of thoughts and attitude. Now, this is a question I want to ask you, and I want you to use it as the backdrop for the rest of our time together today. Where are you as a result of how you've been thinking? Let that wash over you for just a moment. Where are you as a result of how you've been thinking? Do you have all kinds of little pesky ants running in your brain? And I don't mean literal ants. Ants, of course, is another acronym. You all know I love a good acronym that means automatic negative thoughts. Ants. We don't need those, and I hope you walk away today knowing how you can control your thoughts and you can keep that growth mindset, and we're going to get rid of those ants, those pesky little automatic negative thoughts, but let me tell you something about our thoughts. Have you ever heard voices of failure in your head? Maybe when you've lost a job or flunked an exam, perhaps your marriage went south, or your business went broke. Times when you have failed, the voices in your head begin to scream and howl, and we so often join them. My amazing, incredible husband, Jim, actually went through a season just like that. It was a season where he felt like a failure. He was just going through the motions. He wasn't connected to his spirit. He wasn't connected to his job and his relationships. He was just on that hamster wheel. And he found himself bouncing from job to job. And he really fell into that victim mentality. He said that he felt like, No matter what he did, no matter how hard he worked, no matter how many people he tried to network with, he just couldn't find success. Nothing was working out for me is what he told himself over and over. And what he realized was this victim mindset was really hindering him from experiencing this abundant life, he couldn't even see his own natural talents because he was wrapped up in being a victim of his circumstances. Now, this was long before we met, but through a lot of self-discovery and spiritual growth, Jim really Found his growth mindset. And I want to tell you, he did something amazing with it. He wrote a book, Life is a Journey. And the name of this book is The Journeyman by Jim Sharp. It is amazing. Of course, I am a little biased, but you can buy this book on Amazon if you're interested. Um, I'll put the link on the show page. But what I want to talk about from that book, and it really ties in to our mindset topic today. He talks about his faith journey. He shares so many amazing stories in that book. It's very raw and it's very real, but he lays out some spiritual tools that we have in our toolbox that we can use to enjoy this good, good life. But he also gives us some spiritual skills that we need to lean into. We need to practice them. We need to exercise them and stretch them. And one of them is controlling our thoughts. So when we get all those ants, those automatic negative thoughts, I want to share with you what scripture says briefly, and then I want to give you some things to consider that will help you control your thoughts because our mind is our control tower where the mind goes. The man follows So let's just see quickly some powerful verses when we want to squash the ants in our head. Philippians 4 8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, are praiseworthy. Think about such things. There's so much of that around us the noble, the right, the true, the pure, the lovely. If it is excellent and praiseworthy, that's where we need to shift our focus when these negative thoughts start creeping into our head. And another very short and powerful verse I want to share is Colossians 3 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Now, we know that this life is such a gift. It is so precious and it is so amazing. There are possibilities, opportunities abounding around us every single day. But this life is also challenging and it has got conflict and sadness and loss and loneliness So when those things are creeping into our life, into our minds, scripture is giving us great ideas of what to think of. It's about having that eternal lens and really counting our blessings, knowing that there are other things that we can focus on. So let me give you some questions that I want you to ask yourself to help you control your thoughts. We do have the power to do this. Every time we make a decision, our brain is recalibrating. It's re-engaging. And that's exactly what I want you to know, that we decide our victory or our defeat in our mind. So... Let me give you these questions. There are five of them. As I share these, I want you to think about which ones resonate the most with you. If you can't remember all five of them, you can jot them down. You can re-listen to this podcast. But maybe there's one that you know will shift your focus and will let you know that you don't have to believe those automatic negative thoughts. So question number one, where will these thoughts lead me. Are they going to get you where you want to go? What is your vision? And I don't just mean where do you want to be in 5, 10, 20 years. I mean, what is your vision for the rest of today? Are you going to make decisions to get that vision and make that vision come to life? What's your vision for your next meeting? What's your vision for your next vacation? All of these day-to-day things. We need to see success. So are your thoughts going to lead you to that vision? Question number one, where will these thoughts lead me? This is going to help you control the negativity. Number two, will these thoughts build me up or tear me down? We always have the opportunity to be a stepping stone or a stumbling block. And we can do that for other people, but we also do that to ourselves. So the question, will these thoughts build me up or tear me down? Are you a stepping stone for yourself or are you a stumbling block? Are you getting in your own way? Well, just stop it. Okay, (laughs) ask yourself these questions. Question number three, could I share these thoughts with someone else? This is a tough one. You've got to be real. If the thoughts are just too dark, if they are just unspeakable, then you need to really take control of these thoughts and go back to what is lovely, what is pure, what is true. What is true is the world needs what you have to offer. And you need to recognize that. So question number three is, could I share these thoughts with someone else? Number four, where did these thoughts originate? Are they coming from guilt or regret or fear? Did someone else put the thought in your head? You got to check yourself. Where did these thoughts originate? And the last question to help you control your thoughts, do these thoughts fit who I am As a person, as a child of God, do these thoughts fit me? We make decisions based on who we see ourselves to be. We need to know ourselves as well as we know our craft. And we need to spend time with ourselves, getting to know ourselves. Where are your convictions? What are your personal core values? That's the only way you're going to be able to answer question number five is, do these thoughts fit who I am as a person? So there you go. Five questions to ask to help you control your thoughts. I think this is a great place for a break, but do not go anywhere. We are coming back in just two minutes and I am going to offer you new ways to look at attitude. I can just hear my dad in my voice. Jan, you need an attitude adjustment. Um, But we're also going to talk about how you nurture that growth mindset. So we are going to be on a break and we will be back in two minutes. See you shortly.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good, Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan.
1: Welcome back everyone. I hope that you got to uh, stretch and refresh your drink during that break. We are talking about mindset today, and I want to get into some new perspectives about attitude because attitude is everything. Hey, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You won't go anywhere until you change it. But yes, you know, I got to throw in a joke, but let's talk about perspective because this is how we're viewing the world. So the first thing I want to point out about attitude is, please make peace with your past so it doesn't spoil your present. This is why in a car... Our windshields are so big and our rear view mirrors are so small. We need to know what's behind us. We need to learn from what's behind us, but we don't need to stare in the rear view mirror for too long because we need to move forward with that big windshield. Another perspective is what others think of you is none of your business. And I am talking about when we know who we are, we do not have to worry about who we are not. And when there's gossip and when there's tall tales and half truths told about you, don't let that defeat you because you know who you are. So learn who you are, spend time with yourself and value who you are. Another thing you need to remember about our attitude and our perspective is time heals most things, not everything, but it does get better with time. But here's the thing. We need to give the time some time. We live in a world of instant gratification. And when we have some challenges and some new experiences that are not so good, let's give ourselves some time. Do not give someone else responsibility for your joy. We do that and we shouldn't. We should not do that. Remember that happiness is really about happenings, but joy is internal. This is a state of mind. So don't relinquish that to anyone else. It is yours. Next, I want you to remember that we don't need to compare our lives to other people because we have no idea what they had to do to get there. We may not want to do what they had to do to get there. So you just be you and don't compare yourself. One of my best friends, Quinn, her mother said this one time, and it just really stuck with me. You may see my glory but you don't see my story. So don't compare yourself with others. And hey, I want to tell you something. This is another perspective about our attitude. It's all right to not know all the answers. It's okay. This is why we need other people. We do not have to have it all figured out. We are in this together. And then I want you to do something for me. I want you all to smile. You're never fully dressed without a smile. Y'all knew I'd break out in a song right there. I want you to smile. And here is why. You don't own all the problems in the world. You need to remember that when we're talking about our attitude. All right. So there's just a few perspectives on how we really can have the right attitude. If we focus on the bad, and I know that there is plenty of that out there. But when we do that, we do not leave room for the good. So don't Hark at your pain. Do, Do not let negative become your norm. So, I want you to really have some clarity on what a growth mindset is compared to a fixed mindset. So, I want to go through a few points and then a counterpoint, basically. All right. So, with a fixed mindset, you worry about how you're being judged. But with a growth mindset, you don't consider that. Remember, what other people are saying or thinking about you is none of your business. You just focus on your growth and your learning. When you have a fixed mindset, you look at effort as weakness. In fact, effort is just for those that aren't as smart or as capable. That's with a fixed mindset. But when you have that growth mindset, you know effort is actually what makes you smart. This is the path to excellence. It's all about growth. With a fixed mindset, you get defensive or you take it personal when you receive feedback. How many of you out there get a little defensive when someone is trying to tell you a new, possibly better way or that what you tried didn't drive the results you were trying to get and you take it very personal? But if you have that growth mindset, then you can look at feedback as useful and something to learn from. Look, feedback is a gift. Can you truly have the perspective that it is a gift? Now, it may be a gift you want to return, right? (laughs) But there are no return policies with feedback and you can take it. Or you can leave it depending on the situation. Of course, that's different in your professional life than it is in your personal life. Look, I can tell you some people in my life, they love to give me feedback. And I have learned through the years that, you know, some of it is wonderful and I need to listen to all of it. But some of it is just not going to apply to me and what I'm trying to achieve. But let's all look at, at feedback with that growth mindset that it's useful. It's valuable information. And, you know, it is a gift. Isn't a gift all about the thought? It's the thought that counts. And someone is being very thoughtful if they take the time to offer some feedback. So keep that growth mindset with that. Now, with a fixed mindset, a setback, in your mind is going to mean that you are not capable. And when you have a setback with a fixed mindset, you may actually completely withdraw. You're not going to try it again. It was too hard. I failed. You could even blame others and lose your confidence. Look, setbacks can cause our self-esteem to take a hit but I said it a minute ago, we do not want to park at that pain. What we want to do is we want to look at that setback and let it challenge us, let it push us, let it stretch ourselves. We can work harder. We can find out what we're made of. Setbacks are part of growth, but setbacks can be the set up. So don't get stuck in this, failed attempt or, you know, focus on the result that you didn't get, you need to figure out a way and the setback can actually push you to do that. So what are you telling yourself? What are you thinking? We're talking a lot about our thoughts. We're going to get into our words. I'm going to offer you some strategies, but I want to know when you're talking to yourself, what are you saying? Come on, you know, you do it. You talk to yourself, right? Or wait, am I the only one that does that? I hope not. But we do. We have an inner voice and we need to listen to it. But I want you to think about how our thoughts really drive our actions. So what are your thoughts about yourself? Consider a shadow right now. I want you to think about shadows and how they follow us everywhere. Y'all sing it with me. Me and my shadow. Okay, I've got way too many songs popping into my head, but think about how shadows follow us, but they also, they cover areas around us. And you know, with our thoughts and those actions that derive From those thoughts, we're casting shadows. What kind of shadows are you casting as a person? If you cast criticism, then others around you are actually going to learn to condemn. But if you cast a shadow of encouragement, others will learn confidence. What shadows are you casting? As a friend, as a team member or a colleague, as a leader, as a neighbor, a son or a daughter, a spouse or a parent, what are the shadows that you are casting? If we can just start telling ourselves that we can control these thoughts, and this is where it starts. It's in our head. I want you to, when that fixed mindset starts creeping in, all those automatic negative thoughts that pop into your head, that fixed mindset of, I can't do it. Oh, I must be a loser. Oh, I might as well give up. When you tell yourself you can't do something, there is a powerful word that you need to add to the end of that sentence. It is only three letters and that word is yet. I can't do that yet. I haven't achieved that yet. I want you to think about that As we go into this next break, because we are going to come back and I want to get into our language, our vocabulary, the words that we are using and how it reinforces our thoughts. So we are going to take just two minutes because the finale is coming at this podcast where you are going to hear the strategies to help you hold on and nurture that growth mindset that you are going to start reaching for after today. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We will be right back in two minutes.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries from the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy life is full of possibilities and jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good good life with jan jones where we will all love living and live loving Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Jan.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We are in the home stretch of really learning how to hold on to this growth mindset. But we were just talking about what we're telling ourselves and all of these conversations that we have. In our head. I know I can't be the only one that does that. So I want you to know that words have power. And I'm sure you know that. But are you really considering how powerful they are when we are speaking to ourselves and then what we are putting out there into the world? What I want you to realize is that positive Proactive language actually reinforces positive thinking. So we've talked about how you can control your thoughts. We've talked about what scripture says on what we really need to focus on when those automatic negative thoughts come into our mind. Now let's talk about the language that we're using because our language isn't only reinforcing our perspective. But it's also telling other people what our attitude and our perspective are. So this is what I'm talking about when I say we need to listen to that fixed mindset voice. Because the reason we need to listen is we need to talk back to it. We need to get rid of it. And we need to talk back with a growth mindset voice. So I'm going to give you just a few categories and some very high level quick short examples. These are rather simple, but I can't say this enough and I'm sure I will say it again. Simple does not mean easy. We're talking about changing some of our language possibly. So we always have to grant ourselves some grace. So let's talk about a category of past versus future. Are you living in the past or are you looking forward to the future? It's like the windshield and the rear view mirror I was talking about earlier. Make peace with your past so it does not destroy your present. But if you're living in the past, You're constantly saying things like, oh, it used to be so much better. used to be better when we were at a different location or it used to be better when we had a different system. Or you might even say, you know, before this change, we could take longer lunches or we could do this. I mean, you can fill in the blank there with this past fixed mindset voice. I remember when... And it's great. I'm not saying we don't want to, you know, go down memory lane, but we want to do this in a positive way, not in a way that keeps us stuck from moving forward. So when we are focused on moving forward, we will say things like, oh, it's going to be so much better. It may be difficult now, but it's going to be so much better. In fact, I am anticipating the positive outcomes. You know, if you walk around defeated, other people are going to walk around defeated. It goes back to those shadows that we're casting. So anticipate the positive uh, outcomes. Have that vision. Talk about the future. Don't talk about why you are the way you are because someone made you that way. No, talk about and describe yourself. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be that. So we want to talk about future things with that growth mindset voice. Now, here's another category I want you to consider, conflict versus collaboration. Do you just kind of walk around looking for trouble? Are you looking for the problems? or Are you looking for opportunities to actually collaborate with others? So with that fixed mindset, just looking for conflict, you might ask things like, well, why did you do that? Or, you know, you should have done ABC, whatever that is. Just being very forceful with it. Creating some tension. How about this one? One word, don't. Just don't. I'll do it myself. I'll do it. Just go on, right? And I'm just, you know, using some inflection there. But these are very fixed mindset language. Let's talk about what you would say if you're in that collaborative growth mindset. Okay, so what have we learned from this setback? What have we learned from that mistake that we made? Okay, next time, let's come up with a plan together of what we are going to do next time. Let's keep in mind the lessons that we've learned. As you're having these discussions, you're bringing other people in. You are appreciating what someone else is offering to this collaboration, whether it is in a friendship, whether it is a work relationship, a marriage, whatever that is. Let's do this together and create some of that synergy, you know, that sizzle and energy. That's what I like to say synergy is. So we don't want to look for conflict. We want to look for collaboration. And that's the difference in our language. Now let's talk about having that helpless, that victim mentality versus being in control. Are you shaping your future with your language? Well, I will say yes, you are if you are using the right language. This positive language reinforces positive thinking. So if you are playing helpless, then you say, Well, I have to, or Well, I don't know, or Well, that's just the way it has to be. That's the way I was told to do it. Now, look, we have to follow guidelines and protocols and processes, but if there are some loops in there, are some gaps, that need to be filled. You know, you see something that could improve the process. Maybe you do have to stick to it, but what are areas you can influence? And that is segueing me into the positive language that you can use to shape your future. Instead of a have to." Oh, and this is just so powerful. Look, I have talked to so many people about this one little change. Don't say that word "have to." I've got to. Say I get to, I choose to, I'm happy to, I'm going to, I get to go to the store and buy groceries and then make a meal to eat. I choose to go to this meeting that I've got to. I am happy to pick up after my pet. That means that you've got a wonderful little pet in your life. So it's that one little word, if you change it, it can change your whole outlook. Not I have to, I've got to, but I get to, I choose to. Instead of I don't know, if you want to shape your future, say, well, let me find out. Let me go ask someone that might know. And instead of that's just the way it is, start focusing on small areas that you can influence or improve. Maybe it's not the whole thing. But there's always something that you can influence and it starts with you. So that's just a few examples of some language, some positive language that can reinforce positive thinking. It's not about ignoring the challenges or pretending that the obstacles and, you know, the, the hurdles are not there. It's about how we are approaching them. And this leads me to the five strategies that I want to share that are going to help you not only get this growth mindset, choose it, but keep it because you're going to nurture it. It needs some love, some TLC, and a lot of practice. So remember, I gave you five questions you can ask yourself to pause and take control of your thoughts. And now I've got another list of five, five strategies. The first one is, and you're going to maybe laugh a little. But I want you to embrace more challenges. And you're probably thinking, are you kidding me, Jan? Life is challenging enough. I don't think I need more challenges. But what I mean by that is I want you to really stretch yourself. I want you to volunteer for some new philanthropy. You know, offer at work to get on some new task force or or project committee team. Maybe there is someone in your business, on your team, that is brand new. What if you volunteered to be their mentor to help them onboard in that position? You can embrace a few more challenges that really help you grow. I'm not talking about making it too difficult for you. But just think about some ways that you can stretch yourself and embrace some of those challenges. Go look for those. Get other people involved with it. Get your family, get your kids, get your friends involved with that and make it more fun. Now, strategy number two is you have got to view growth as a process. I said it earlier We want things and we want them right away. I just want to have a positive outlook on life, Jan. I want to have this growth mindset and that's it. I want it today. And it is just not that easy because we already talked about how we need to keep our sights on the things above, not necessarily these earthly things. And it's a process to be able to do that. This life. As abundant as it is, is also full of surprises and challenges and situations you never thought you would have to endure or face. So it's a process. It is a journey. And the more that we look at that, the more we stretch ourselves with strategy number one of embracing more challenges, then we can look at it as this process and we can become more comfortable with being uncomfortable. All right. So I always say that maturity is a lifelong process. I will never arrive. And that's exciting to me because every day there is something that I can learn. So view growth as a process. Number three, set your own pace. I don't know how many times it has come up today in multiple ways that we don't need to compare ourselves to other people. Set your own pace. Everyone learns at a different pace and everyone fails at a different pace. So what works for one may not work for you. So to keep your growth mindset, that right attitude, then set your own pace. And here is number four. Acknowledge that everyone makes mistakes. I want you to hear this news Flash. Do, 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 just in. You are not the first person to make a mistake. Uh, so you can breathe a little easier. Mistakes do not define you. We do not want to let one mistake be the determination of our future. We don't want to be defined by one moment in time. And we certainly don't want to do that to other people. So, relax. We are all in this together. Again, I say it and we're going to make mistakes. So you've got to acknowledge that we all do that. That is strategy number four. And number five is all about resilience. We've got to develop some resilience and we've got to create our staying power. So before we leave, I want you to think about your resilience. Doors that have opened and closed. We've had plans that have fallen apart, dreams that didn't happen. But I want you to consider this. What would have never happened if that door didn't close? And the next time a door closes, how quickly can we see the new opportunity instead of trying to get that old door open? Zig Ziglar said, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. I want to end on the question I asked you at the beginning. Where are you as a result of how you've been thinking? Thank you so much for joining me today about Mindset Matters. You do not want to miss next week. I have got a guest coming on the show and the topic is kindness and you are going to be blown away by her story and the extreme kindness that she showed. Everyone go out there and you love living and live loving in this good, good life. Oh, I am so thankful you joined me today and I hope that you tune in next week for our topic on kindness. Have a wonderful weekend.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.